0: Inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thank you for joining a new episode of Time to Shine. Most of the people who speak in public do it already internationally, but just few of them can do it regularly in different language and understanding well the difference in culture that are required for being successful in this context. So I'm going to present you today a speaker who really have this experience. Lasse Rohuinen is an international leading authority on video marketing and social media. He is an in-demand speaker and trainer for business schools and universities on social media and new emerging technologies. Lasse has written four books, several of which are bestsellers on Amazon.com and offers training in three different languages, English, Spanish, and Finnish. Lasse has spoken in more than 14 countries in over four continents. Hello, Lasse.
1: Hi, Oscar, and thanks for the nice introduction.
0: <laughs> it's great having you here, Lasse. And yes, I think it's first time we're talking about this international context. So I will start asking you why uh, a Finnish guy is in Spain and from there doing uh, his business international. What was your motivation? How you? how you start this international business
1: yeah so maybe one reason is that my parents always have been traveling and working abroad and so on and i have always been interested on other cultures other countries and and people and so on and and then uh something like uh, i don't know 18 years or 17 years back i was living few uh, or oh, actually, one year in Mexico, so I learned mm-hmm. the Spanish language there. And then I <coughs> was studying in Finland in the uh, Haga Helia, and, um, and later simply found like a summer job in in Spain in Madrid, and have been here ever since then, which is now fourteen years. So, so um, why I'm here? Well, I don't know. I I like it, but also it gives me that international. Uh, aspect somehow, where you know I can work in different languages and, and also travel to different destinations and so on.
0: Well, that's really great. And I saw that you really are in um, in many countries. You have been recently in the US, no, in, in a conference. And I saw from your Facebook feed that you have followers from all over the Spain and Latin America, almost every possible country is, is really following you. So that's Uh, Pretty great. You have a great reach there. and Yeah, you also uh, have some conferences and training in English and and Finnish, correct? You do it regularly.
1: Yes, exactly. So in Finland, um, I have been doing some uh, like in-company. Well, actually, it's not the word you use in English, but basically company trainings in Mm -hmm. in Finland. And then I I teach at uh, Haga. Helia uh, University at Helsinki uh, online, so those are all in English. And yeah, so I I would say most of the presentations are in English and in Spanish. Now that we are recording just next week, I will be doing one workshop here in Spain, which will be like 10-hour workshop in two days, and that will be in Spanish. So both English and, and Spanish quite, quite often.
0: And mm-hmm. has... Has this been somehow challenging when you started doing in several languages? Uh, what are the uh, the common hurdles of, or mistakes that um, you you can make at first when 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 you want to engage in in different in different language in different countries and it doesn't succeed? What are the reasons that?
1: Hmm? Yeah, that's a good question, and I I would say that. Um, probably there has been a lot of things a lot of mistakes and then you learn so I would say that Mm -hmm. the biggest thing is practice and biggest thing is like self-confidence and self-awareness and also getting the right feedback so it's really important to have the right feedback just to give you one example for example I was giving like webinar trainings like even almost like uh, nine years ago and it was in English it was one of the first time I was like Uh, teaching some business people how to use social media and MySpace was then big. Mm -hmm. So I remember I started my speak then saying, oh, by the way, I'm from Finland and my English is not perfect and so on. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting. One participant gave the feedback that that don't say those kind of things and just focus on the main content. Because Mm -hmm. nowadays, not everybody speaks perfect and people don't care and blah, blah, blah. They only Mm -hmm. care on your thing so what we can learn there is that i didn't have my self-confidence and awareness was not 100 and i was more thinking about myself than for the listeners and so on so so let's say one mistake would be that if you start by saying oh my spanish is not mm-hmm. perfect my english and blah blah blah," so that would be like one mistake just share valuable insights and and things So so that's like thing i did in the first and then in Spanish, maybe that was easier because I already had had then my uh, girlfriend and now wife, we had already been together a long time. And, you know, I was in the Spanish speaking environment a long time before I started to give presentations. So maybe uh, that was more interesting. But I would say that the most important thing is that to practice and um, share valuable things and getting feedback and learn every time you do something, try to... Learn and go to the next next level, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. The, the the type of confidence is true. When you you might feel that your your language, the second language you are you are using for business, you are not ready, and yeah, just don't uh, don't say anything. Just uh, give your content, because there are, there are people who will be really interested in what you want to say. And as you say, don't they want to hear about uh, apologies or, or things like that? Because they will, they will follow you anyway, or the, at least they will watch fully your your first video. Mm. And so exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: And if I can add one yes. more tip for that, I would say use humor and some joke that is really related to uh, your audience. So that helps you to connect with the audience. If they, if you make them laugh or smile. They have this uh, feeling that you are in the same level uh, with them, and and so on. So that that's really good. So let's say that you you have like accent and mm-hmm. and you don't speak perfect whatever language. Then making one specific joke, which is really simple, and so on, can help a lot because they are like, oh, this is really like nice person, and and so on. So that that's one thing that I. I recommend if uh, when you are starting out,
0: mm-hmm. that putting also a bit of this uh, self-deprecating humor, no, a, a bit mm-hmm. of, uh, <laughs> uh, joking a bit yourself with this with the accent, right? That is, yeah, p- people will like it because you will be different.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly.
0: Oh yeah, and actually, one thing that also came to my mind, now that we are talking about is that when you want to. Start having your new persona in the second language. You might start imitating someone, and that can be mm-hmm. also um, like backfire. If you imitate too much someone, you will sound like a cheap version of this one. I don't know. You have, you have seen some examples, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and that that would be another another mistake like what what i recommend and what i was thinking when you mentioned some of the topics we would be talking is that what i try to do is i try to start the presentation every presentation particularly if i'm like abroad somewhere uh, so that the first things that i say in the first 5 minutes is extremely relevant for the people so when when those things are extremely relevant for the people and uh, and helpful for them they totally will like forget your accent and and all the other things, because now they are paying, paying attention 100%. And um, and it doesn't have to, you know, if your accent is the thing and so on, it doesn't matter. And what I mean by this is many speakers or many people when they are doing speaking, they first think about themselves. So they, mm. they are thinking like, oh, how many people will I get to talk to? Oh, this is my first time in this country, how great this is, blah, blah, blah. But you should all focus on the on the audience
0: Mm.
1: and uh, the topic. So just to give you one example to make this simple is, for example, many times I talk about like social media, like video marketing, and nowadays like how emerging technologies is changing the business landscape Mm -hmm. and so on. So for example, what I do, how I start is that I start by asking a question like, uh, just to give you an example, I was doing a presentation in Colombia, Bogota, uh, two years back. So the presentation kind of like started like this that how many of you are currently using whatsapp and you know whatsapp is extremely popular in in europe but also in in uh, latin america and back then nobody had done presentations about it so Mm -hmm. i asked them like how many of you are doing something and i i asked them to raise their hand and this thing of raising hand is really good because you get them with you and you ask extremely relevant question so for example almost everybody raised their hand because everybody was using whatsapp and then i say that in this presentation we will learn like three uh, methods of how to use it more effectively and how to use it for business so people were already like extremely paying attention and Mm -hmm. and as an introduction uh, it it worked really well and then you don't have to say things like oh i have traveled 30 hours or oh i Just ate your food or something like that. Those kind of cultural things you can say at the end or Mm -hmm. later. But in the beginning, it's really good to get their attention and for them to understand that you are giving them something of value. So anyhow, this is like my recommendation because the most important thing people are asking is that why they should listen to you. And if you ask them a relevant question that they will say yes, then they will pay more attention.
0: Mm -hmm yes the importance of the of the opening right opening also in this uh, international context no many people uh-huh. they know you ha- you came from very far but um, not everybody wants to hear about your your journey to come there they want to already hear about the topic right and that uh-huh. they're expecting something really really interesting about the expert that has come from very far and related to that also came to my man about openings you, you you stress the importance of openings actually Winston Churchill had a quote saying that open and many things are opening inanities, which means that if you are too bland like to, to want to be too too polite too too bland like starting it it becomes like a like a stupid thing i mean it, it's it's that's what he said he has to start really strong going going to the point mm.
1: I I recommend that, and I I always use like right now, like two weeks back, I was in Los Angeles, talking for people who didn't know me. I have never seen them, and so on and so forth, and uh, and I just did that, so everybody like raised their hand and they were immediately listening. So they were immediately mm-hmm. with me rather than checking their Facebook or email or something like that, and and I also had that feeling, you know, that now they are listening and now we are moving moving on and and so on. So I wanted to comment that also I have been listening to your podcast here and I listened to one episode where Mikko Hypponen Mm. gave amazing tips and and really good episode for everybody to listen. And he said that it's really good to open with the story, which I agree if you are already a good public speaker and so on, but most people are not uh, when they start. So Mm -hmm. anyhow, if you're really good, open with the story. but I recommend to open with um with the question, and maybe even two questions, and these questions have to be related to them, not to you, and their country and their settings and and the time they are living on and uh, and then you raise your hand and you get like uh, you know that raise your hand if you blah 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 so this way you really get them get them going and the problem with story is that you have to be really good, but the story has to be related to those people so let's say that you Mm -hmm. go tomorrow or if i would go tomorrow to chile and if i start telling a story um, people are wondering like what what this story has to do with me so maybe Mm -hmm. it's a really good if it's some story that has to do with some person in chile that i met or, or or something so there has to be that connection and many times in international settings this is what i what i see many people are missing they are kind of like not figuring out how to make it interesting for people who are listening
0: yeah that's also very correct that if you say like a story uh, has has to be preferably in for the relevant for the for the place you are because that will also help you to to connect with this audience something i of course it's, dif- it's difficult to find stories for every country you visit but you You might find another way is uh using not, not necessarily at the beginning, but at some point you use a quote, for instance, the same. use a quote that is for that country now don't don't use um, the typical well-known quotes by let's say it's u.S presidents that, or two international people, but yeah, using this uh, customization for uh, for the country you're visiting is very, very effective. Mm, exactly. What else could you tell us? What is your best piece of advice for speaking in international or multicultural contexts?
1: Yeah, so if you want, I can give you like, a, like an example of what I tried to do. And it has been quite useful uh, lately. So basically, let's say if you give like an example, tomorrow I would or today somebody would say to me that I have to get to the plane and tomorrow I would be speaking in Let's say in South Africa or in Australia or in Argentina. So what I would do is, number one, um, like I said, I always want to make it really relevant. So what, And, and my topic is mostly um, new emerging trends and um, things like social media, how to leverage Facebook, and then how to leverage some technologies like virtual reality. But what I would do is I would go to Google News. So everybody can go to news.google.com. And you can search some news related to that topic and that country. Mm. So I would search for Argentina. And if I would go there, Argentina and social media or something like that. Yeah, that would be one thing. I would simply see what people are talking about there. Uh, another thing, I would try to find some friend if I have. So for example, I have a um, like 7,000 Facebook fans or followers. So earlier you were able to like search out of them when i went first time to honduras i had no idea of that country in central america so i searched there and i found that three people are following me from honduras oh. so i simply sent them a message and i say hey i'm coming to honduras how is everything going and they ah that's great that you are coming so one of them said to me yeah this uh, like online marketing and social media is actually growing a lot and it's really good and people are getting more excited and blah 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 and then I think it was him. And then I also searched in Google News, and I found this news that news that there was new law that the government of Honduras had just done, like one month before, to help companies to start their online business. Okay, so anyhow, I go to Honduras in the in the first day after traveling like twenty five hours or something uh, because there's no direct flight. Um, in the first day, the organizers had organized like a TV interview for me, so it was really interesting. Go to you know sleep with Chetlak, and when you woke woke up, they came to pick me up and said, "Now we have like three different TV interviews." So it was really interesting. I went directly to that interview, and then the people there, you know how in the TV it goes really fast, and they say, "So what are you like? Can you share share something like what's going on?" And said, "Yeah, you guys have this new law that's helping." You know online marketing and social media and so on, and they were like, "Wow, this is amazing! Thank you so much for coming here and sharing this news and blah, blah blah and then i did when I had the presentation, I did the same thing also i I put like a screenshot of that news mm-hmm. and so on and 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 so on so anyhow, people were like, "Wow, how can that be like so relevant that that's amazing like this person knows all these things so nowadays, you can easily find these kind of things, just doing a little search. And another thing that I would do and I did is that I always want to talk with some local people. So maybe that's a local like organizer of that seminar. And uh, if that person is not local, then I would always try to talk like with the first people who come to the seminar. I would try to like mm-hmm. say, the, hey, how are you going and how is it going and blah, blah, blah. And so what are you, in my case, I would ask, like for example, nowadays I give a lot of talks about how to leverage facebook live video so i would ask that, that hey have you used uh, facebook live or have you seen any, any, anyone to use that and then you get some like feedback and maybe they say oh well this this uh, one company is doing it a lot so what i would do is then i would put like a picture of that one company doing that facebook live and that makes it really relevant for them okay so in the beginning of my presentation i want to put examples mm-hmm. that are extremely relevant for them. To to continue with this, when I was in Bahrain in the Middle East, mm-hmm. I was tr- doing my presentation late at night. That's another thing I need to do. It was really interesting when Mikko Hyppner was telling his how he's preparing, but what mm-hmm. I need to do I, I never can do my presentation like one week ahead, mm-hmm. but I do it, I prepare some of the things one week ahead, but I do it mainly just like for 48 hours before. And why this is? Because while I'm doing the presentation, I'm like Visualizing it and preparing and so on. So, anyhow, when I was in Bahrain, uh, they, it was about YouTube marketing and they, their YouTube, you know, we have YouTube from left to right and they have it from right to left. And it was really funny. I had to do like screenshots of YouTube, how it is in Arabic (laughs) language and talk with the person in the reception. Of the hotel and ask, is this now in Arabic? Because you can uh-huh. change the language, and it was funny. He said, "No, no, that's some other language. I don't understand anything." And then we changed it to Arabic, and then I took a screenshot, and uh, and that also that screenshot that I'm talking about YouTube. But hey, this is like YouTube in Arabic. That made people like really pay attention, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Wow, this is for me. You know, this is not some guy talking something I cannot apply or something that this is really for me." and obviously then talking about with people actually that time my friend arata was there and i talked like what what's now happening when it comes to videos and it was like 4 years back there was this thing called gamnan style if you remember <laughs> it was yeah. a viral video that get 1 billion views and uh, and he said that there's this video called gamnan like saudi arabia gamnan style <laughs> so so that was a huge thing so then i Took again screenshot of that video. Maybe I played it. I don't remember, but people liked it a lot. And, and they felt that I was like, uh, like a number one expert of, uh, what's happening over there. But it was simply <laughs> preparing and asking people like, what's happening right now regarding this topic? And then putting some of these in the beginning of your presentation. Because if you start with your presentation talking like seven minutes about yourself and then mm-hmm. another, Five minutes about uh, something which is not relevant for them, you know, their attention goes away, and they are, you know, watching their email and not paying attention.
0: That's what really great examples. Eh? You start with a hook, right? Whatever you find yeah. the best, so your findings from the from the place uh, from the place you are visiting, put it at first. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, this this also the news search is is a really very simple uh, solution for. For enhancing in your international presentations,
1: yes. And another, maybe add that list. Mm-hmm. In my case, I also put like statistics. So I talk about social media nowadays. If you give presentations about social media, you can go to website like Social Bakers. You can see the Facebook pages of every country in the world, and you can see the top Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. And um, for example, I put that list. And once, and this it was the same thing with uh, Honduras uh, example I I um, I put a list of the 10 biggest companies that are doing like Facebook marketing and one person like a business person was amazed and he came to say and he said wow how can, how can it be that you are there in in uh, Spain and you come here and you have you share like knowledge that I should know, but I have no idea <laughs> is, and how, how is this possible. And it's only possible because I use these sources that most people are not, mm. not using. So definitely sharing some kind of list of that or using Google News and finding some new statistics that you can say that, hey, I just found these statistics and this is relevant for you and so
0: on. Yeah, it's important also to have very recent uh statistics, news, or something. Yes. Not only something that came from decades ago. Okay, I know something about this country but comes from decades ago, so that I think that's not that effective either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, excellent. Great piece of advice. And I know you have mentioned already, you work a lot with videos, you know, Facebook videos, and other ways to do marketing with videos. So many things are getting already online. And what about the the fact of speaking in front of an audience? Uh, something that you, you do, you have mentioned many times. is because of the videos, because of the this online world that we are living, is becoming less relevant, obsolete. So what's what's your point about that?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question, and I've been thinking about it. But I would say nowadays, giving presentation is still, you know, giving presentation without internet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is still the number one way of impacting and communicating with people. And that's why it's really helpful skill to learn. I recommend it to everybody, and I'm still learning a lot and getting a lot of tips and advices. And, um, and, uh, and internet is kind of like, how would I say, it's not taking it over, but it's like maybe amplifying mm. it or helping it a little bit. So basically, for example, now as we record this, I saw that there's a, uh, big event in, in Lisboa, in Portugal, with 50,000 people talking about startups. And um, and they also, there's 50,000 people there, and yesterday when they started, there was like 10,000 people watching the Facebook Live of it, which was really interesting. So, a lot of people. Is it but Web what
0: Summit? I, no, which one is this?
1: Yeah, yeah, Web Summit, yeah, all mm-hmm. right. And, and in a few weeks we have Slush in Helsinki and so on. Mm-hmm. But, so basically what I see is, and let's say a good example of this is, uh, you know, we have this year. We have had the U.S. election, and hopefully, we don't have to go and talk to about politics. But, but <laughs> as an example, what we can learn is that the two candidates in the last day days, the only thing they were doing is they were going to new cities and they were doing presentations mm, in public speeches mm-hmm. because that's the number one thing to communicate and impact the people. Mm -hmm. If uh, online webinars would be the number one thing they would only do online webinars Mm -hmm. from their office, right? But we know that's not the thing. So that's why I think that even though we have more and more technology all the time uh, that still remains to be one of the most important skills and I highly recommend everybody to to learn more and more because that will be something that machines cannot do in the future, Mm -hmm. you know, thanks to Artificial intelligence. Many tasks will be done by machines in the future, but that's one that cannot be done, right? Because people want to see other other people and so on. So, so I see it as as becoming even more important. I would say uh, than than in in the past.
0: All right, Inter- interesting your your points, and is is true at at least at the moment. In in the next year, is the technologies is it's going to amplify why it why it's done on the stage mm-hmm. with uh, with um with live uh, presentations of speeches
1: yeah exactly it it will be b- bigger and i would also say that n- many times not everybody cannot go and watch some, someone to speak because maybe they have to travel a lot or maybe mm-hmm. they will sure. be priced uh-huh. but in the future we will have more of these kind of things like Like I said, for example, this web summit Mm -hmm. where 10,000 people are watching or Slush in Finland. But in the future, live streaming will be everywhere, which means that uh, we will have, for example, 5G networks in mobile. So thanks to this, people can uh, do uh, live streaming all over the place with their mobile phone. And we will see presentations of different – we will see them on Facebook, but we will see presentations different parts of the world – and rather than now 10,000 people watching, maybe we will have 100,000 watch people watching because they will be so, so normal. So I would only say that they will amplify, uh, this public speaking and, and help, you know, people who are public speakers or want to do presentations and so on. But at the same time, like I said, I, I really want to highlight this point that it's, it's so important to learn it. And it's so important to learn, even if you would speak to, uh, five people, you know, uh, give a presentation. It's so important to learn these skills, and and it's something that cannot easily be replaced by technology.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Lastly, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation?
1: Sure. Well, um, I actually have. Can I share two? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I have so many, and and I like quotations. I, in my last book, I put quotation before every chapter. I, you know, I I just think that they are great. And when it comes to presentations, by the way, I didn't tell, but I always share, I try to share one quotation before every topic. So, for example, last time I was talking about Facebook Live. So there was one quotation and then I talked about virtual reality there was one quotation from Mark Zuckerberg and so on. So quotations are also good in your presentation if you have PowerPoint and so on. Okay, but this is from Nelson Mandela, and he says that education is the most powerful weapon which we can use to change the world, and uh, and it's really really interesting. So so education is really the thing if you think that most of our problems come because. You know, not everybody has education. So, for example, terrorism and many, many problems they initiate from the lack of education. So that's why I like this quote a lot. and um, and also with public speaking, you are giving a lot of lot of education. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, the other one, well, le- since I mentioned the other one, I will now say it, but there, there would be so many. But one of the topics I'm now also giving public speaking and this is more related to the technology, um, is a simple quote. And this is simply says that artificial intelligence will be the new electricity. Okay, And this is from Andrew Ng from Baidu. And uh, we can later talk about artificial intelligence. But basically, it's a topic that I give a lot of talks nowadays. And, and I think it will totally change how we live and how we do business in the next uh, three to five years. And most people are totally unaware of it because they're so busy with the many things they are doing during the day.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, very interesting uh, quotes. Uh, Now, could you share with us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential?
1: Okay, this is also so difficult because I I read a lot of books. (laughs) I have uh, um, (laughs) too many books in my home and then I have like, I don't know, 300 in my Kindle. So it really depends. It would be easier to say that uh, give like top 10 of books, right? But again, like what, what I'm most, mostly doing right now, um, and is, is to help people and businesses to understand how they should quickly change and adapt to the changes that are happening with emerging technologies. So related to that, um, there's a book called, let me just get, uh, the name here, it came two two weeks back. Just a second. Because I don't want to give a name that's not. Okay, so there we go. So the name is. Uh, the name is. Uh, okay, so now I found it. Okay, so it's called Technology Against Humanity mm. The Coming Clash Between Man and Machine by Gerd Leonard. So it just came out a uh, few weeks back. And although it has like that kind of dramatic uh, title, it's not mm-hmm. a dramatic. So it basically tells that in the future will be amazing thanks to many technologies. But it's also written by a European who understands the technology from the point of view, how would I say, more human point of view than many Americans, which I admire and follow. And, and so mm-hmm. are many Americans who talk about technology and the future, uh, but many times they don't. They don't take this aspect of how societies and and uh, countries need to be organized or do changes and adapt to the technologies. So anyhow, that's the name: technology against humanity. And then the other thing I would say is that I would simply listen a lot of podcasts. I think they are amazing. And thanks, Oscar, for doing your podcast. That has mm-hmm. been thing I have been listening podcasts for the last six years and learned a lot. And and the other thing for all young people or not young, I would also read a lot of personal development books as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for um, yeah. You mentioned um, technology versus humanity by Ger Leonard. Yes, I still haven't heard. I know it's very very recent. He has been in this podcast um, a few months ago, and yeah, it's, it's really it, yes. I need to listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> he has been in. Yeah, he's, he really has amazing ideas about the future and what I like, I think you also mentioned in some way, is that he sees everything in a positive way, no? Because often when we, we hear about the future, it's like scary. But, uh, he does this yes. uh, very positive touch and yeah, very human. That's
1: Yeah, like and about, I, I, I mentioned that I just wrote a book that talks about the future of education and I also mentioned that thing and most of these negative, negative things comes from Hollywood, you know it's all true when technology is shown in the Hollywood movies it's also always like something bad like Terminator mm-hmm. or some something that will kill people, and then uh that's why people don't understand how positive the technological or emerging technologies will be in the future, so that's amazing I actually right when we stop, I will listen to that that interview that's that's really interesting <laughs> but um yeah so so anyhow i i I like that book, but also like I said uh a lot of nowadays, in order to adapt and be successful nowadays, is to get to know yourself better. So that's mm-hmm. why I would do a lot of self-development books, depending on what you like. And And I would say self-awareness is one of the main skills for the future. It also helps you with public speaking, by the way. The more self-aware mm-hmm. you are, the better public speaker you will become.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more, Lasse. Could you now tell us um, one exercise, something practical that we could put in practice and do it daily or weekly, what we call a routine to shine?
1: I would say that start your mornings, start your mornings the right way. So what I mean Mm -hmm. by that is that I used to, it depends a little bit, but I used to uh, go to run in the morning, like quick run, like 10 minutes and now I go to the workout on a gym and I also listen podcast during that. And Mm -hmm. I would say that that changes everything when you do it. And I would also add that when you are speaking in public, that that's so important because you want to go there with energy, with clarity and, and, and so on. So that would be the number one tip also for public speaking. And just to give you an example, when I, I went to Los Angeles, I was there four days, really also meeting people and really interesting seminar but i had to travel like 20 25 hours right and then i was in jet lag so what people normally do is that they eat really badly and they don't do any exercise Mm -hmm. and so on and then when they have to give this public speaking maybe they say oh i have such a jet lag and and so on Mm -hmm. but what i did is every morning i went to the gym i and i was actually in four mornings so i was there four days earlier um I went to the gym every morning, and I was already like visualizing my talk, mm-hmm. and I was visualizing people getting like excited and and grateful of what I was sharing, and and I visualized them later coming to talk with me and so on. So I was kind of like mentally preparing myself for the for my presentation, and you know it was interesting. Where, since I did this exercise, or it was just like twenty minutes in the gym, running and doing some exercise but it also helped my brain to get even more clarity for my presentation and give it even more um to these people like adapt it even more for the audience so every morning i got like one new idea that i then mm-hmm. applied to my presentation and said oh maybe if i mention this then it will be really more relevant and and at the end the talk was was great and people came to talk and ask and and so on so so uh yeah, so that's really um uh, what I highly recommend that start your mornings well, whatever it is for you. Some people mm-hmm. wanna do yoga, some people wanna meditate and so on. There's also a book maybe we can mention called Miracle Morning. I know many people are mm-hmm. following that. That's also really interesting. And uh that would be one habit, definitely. Start your mornings the right way.
0: Excellent. And that's actually um uh Part of your piece of advice is every time you go to another country, you travel, pick a hotel that has a gym. (laughs) That will help you (laughs) Yes,
1: (laughs) Yes, it is so important and it will let you to get out of jet lag and it will give you clarity and the right mindset to do what you want to do.
0: Excellent, Lasse. This has been a great interview. A lot of great ideas you have told us. So thanks for that. Please finally tell us how we can learn more about you, follow you, what are the best ways for that?
1: Sure. So um, basically you can type my name, Lasse in on Amazon. I have four books there in two different languages. The latest one just came out. It's called The Future of Higher Education. And uh, so there you can see the books or on my website, com that maybe we can put as a link. Mm-hmm. And then um, Twitter or Facebook. And if you want to contact me, maybe Facebook is a bit better. Well, you can contact me both ways, or Twitter or Facebook. And then, of course, I have videos on YouTube, but you can check those. But I would say Facebook and Twitter are the best ways to contact
0: me. Yeah, I guess you are everywhere in social media. <laughs>
1: yeah, nowadays you have to be everywhere, yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, uh, Lassie, again, and all the best.
1: Thank you so much, Oscar.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time,